Mommy, from Nat. At the time this happened, I was around 16 years old and living with my mother in my childhood home. I was lying in bed one night, in the pitch black, facing the wall as I usually did, away from the rest of my bedroom and away from the bedroom door directly behind me. I had no idea what time it was, but I was sort of in that state between being half asleep and half awake, beginning to dream, when suddenly I started to hear my bedroom door open and scrape harshly against the carpet. I didn't really think anything of it in the moment. I thought it was my mom coming to stick her head in to see if I was awake, which she often did because I had a lot of trouble with insomnia as a teen, but I didn't hear her voice, so I assumed that she assumed I was fast asleep and left without saying a word, forgetting to shut the door on her way back. Too tired to get up and close it myself, I left it. A little while after the door opened, I started to hear small footsteps entering my bedroom, slowly, and sort of dragging and shuffling against the carpet, as if whoever, or whatever it was, was wearing slippers and trying their hardest not to trip up or fall over anything in the darkness. I eventually realized that the feet were small-sounding, not at all like my mother who has always been heavy-footed. Sorry, Mom. I listened as the footsteps grew closer and closer to my bed, starting to panic a little. The footsteps did eventually stomp right at the side of my bed. I squeezed my eyes shut tight, imagining it was some black-eyed demon or shadow thing looming over me. All I could do was lay there pretending to be asleep, hoping it would go away or that I'd wake up and realize it was all but a dream. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. I was wide awake now. At this point, all I could hear was my heartbeat echoing and thumping loudly inside my head and time seemed to stretch and warp as I battled with the feelings of pure dread and anxiety rising up inside me. As if that wasn't scary enough for one night, to my absolute horror, I felt the bed compress behind me, as if someone leaned on it, and I even rolled backwards slightly because of it. Frozen, with my eyes almost popping out of my head, I felt a small, childlike hand reach out and tap me three times on the small of my back, and I heard right next to my head, a little child's voice say, Mommy? That was it. That was enough to break me out of my frozen, terrified state. I leapt out of bed like I had never have before and must have looked like a pole vaulter because I somehow made it over to the other side of my room within seconds. I don't think I've ever gotten out of bed so quickly in my life, even when I was late for school some mornings. I quickly flipped on the ceiling light only to discover nothing. No one was there. No impression in the bed, no creepy demon child wearing slippers staring wide-eyed at me from the side of my bed. Absolutely nothing. For the rest of the night, I slept downstairs on the sofa with the lights and TV turned on. I eventually worked up the courage to tell whatever resides in my home that they could talk to me, just not in the middle of the night, and that my bedroom was off limits, even in the daytime. Partial Apparition, also from Nat. This is one of my favorite experiences, and I honestly feel sort of blessed to have seen it with my own two eyes. This again happened in my childhood home when I was a lot younger. For some context, the way the house is laid out, you could stand and look in the bathroom mirror above the sink, while also partially standing in the doorway looking down the landing and into the bedroom at the other end. 
I used to do this a lot because it allowed me to stand closer to the mirror to better see what I was doing, especially when plucking my eyebrows. So from the bathroom, if I moved my head slightly to the left, I could see straight into my mum's room at the foot of the bed, part of the window on the wall on the other side of the bed, and a little storage box that sat at the end of her bed as well. Well, one afternoon I was standing in front of the mirror, while home alone doing my eyebrows before a shower, when suddenly I felt the urge to stop what I was doing and peek around the doorway and down the landing. It was as if I was in the right place at just the right time, and what I saw will stay with me for a lifetime. It was a clear, partial apparition of a lady, a Victorian lady, to be exact, from the waist down. From what I remember, she was wearing a floor-length skirt which looked heavy and layered with an underskirt or petticoat. It swayed as she walked gracefully from the side of the bed nearest the door, towards the end of the bed, around the storage box, and towards the furthest side of the room near the window, where she simply just disappeared. She didn't fade out or slowly dissipate. She just vanished. One second she was there, and as soon as I blinked, she was gone. I didn't really react, I just gawped at the whole spectacle and then went right back to what I was doing as if nothing had ever happened. I toyed with the idea in my mind that it was residual and playing back because some kind of set of conditions were met, but then I realized she'd walked around the chest at the foot of the bed. If it was residual, wouldn't she have walked through it, or even walked through the bed itself? You see, our house is the only one on the entire street that's different because my dad and his dad ripped out the whole of the upstairs, changing the layout of the rooms entirely, so I'm sure they don't look anywhere near the same as what they did back then. I will say I don't think this particular spirit is attached to the house itself, although it is over 100 years old and could very well be haunted. I think she's possibly attached to the antique furniture that was in my mother's room that she bought from a garage sale some years earlier. They're the only pieces of furniture in the house that are antique and belong to someone else previously. Nothing else has been brought into the house aside from that. I've never seen anything like this before in my life, either prior to this event or, unfortunately, afterwards. Dreams from Abby My first story is a dream encounter with my dad. I'll start out by saying my dad and I used to be very close, spending tons of time together listening to classic rock and fishing every weekend from April to November, and sometimes even midwinter, snow and cold be damned, at our family cottage in Ontario. We had a huge falling out right around the time of my high school graduation due to his mental illness and struggle with alcoholism. We were never really able to repair our relationship, and it was quite tumultuous throughout my 20s, including my wedding and the birth of my two sons. I'll spare you the details, but mental illness can be a royal bitch. My dad passed away in his sleep in 2013 in an alcohol-related death. This was shortly before my 26th birthday, so the last eight years of his life, our relationship was very rocky and an emotional heartache for all included. He became very mean. I struggled with his passing wishing we'd been able to mend things and that he would have sought treatment for his issues. A few months after he passed away, I had the most vivid dream I've ever had in my life. He came to me outside my home, one that he had never been to, inside or out, as he had never been invited. He knocked on the French doors of our back porch and waited for me to answer. I went outside to see him, ecstatic that he was alive again. He told me repeatedly how much he loved me and how sorry he was for the way he had treated me in the past. He gave me a kiss and the biggest hug, and that's when I woke up. I could still feel his hug when I woke, 
I could just tell he was happy and healthy, not in a struggle with his disease or addiction anymore, and in a better place. As a side note to the story, my oldest son only ever met him once in his life, as a newborn, and my youngest son has never met him. My youngest swears that he has met him, and occasionally he will tell me that Papa Jay told him, whatever it is he says, and I wonder if he's visiting him in his dreams. I know kids can be more receptive than adults. There are also instances when I'm dealing with a lot of stress and anxiety, and a most definitely not popular favorite song of his will pop on the radio at just the right moment, when it's too perfect to be a coincidence. It's almost like it's his way of saying, calm down, we've got this, I'm here for you, everything will be alright. My second story has to do with my grandfather. I've always been close to my grandpa my entire life. You couldn't ask for a more loving and caring person. When my relationship with my dad fell apart, my grandpa was there to pick up the pieces and he basically became my dad. He took me to doctor's appointments, he walked me down the aisle when I got married, he was there for the birth of my sons, even spending days and sometimes weeks at my home when we needed a last minute childcare. My grandpa had a rough go of his last five years of life. He was placed in hospice and passed away shortly before Christmas of 2019, the day before my son's birthday and just days before my own birthday and Christmas. To say that our birthday and holiday celebrations were rough to deal with that year would be an understatement. I spent every moment possible in my pajamas watching TV slash napping in bed, depressed and crying. Thank God for my amazing husband, I wouldn't have been able to get through this without him. We had his funeral after the holidays were over and I took one more day off on the kids' first day back to school just to have some time to myself and clear my head before I went back to work. I took my boys to school, and when I got home I laid back in bed snuggling with the family dog. The house was silent minus the hum of the fan overhead. All of a sudden I heard this huge thump in the kitchen. It scared me because I was home alone with just the dog and she was laying in bed next to me. I got up and went to see what caused the noise, and it took me a minute to find it. Laying against the wall, Tucked behind a kitchen chair was a large wooden sign that had previously been hanging. I've had this sign for five years in two different homes and it has never once fallen off the wall. I even hung it back up and tried to replicate how it could have fallen, and the only way to get it down is to lift up from the bottom as it has a large mounting hook on the back of it. The details on this particular piece of decor? It says, You are my sunshine, which was my grandfather's favorite song. It was the only song that would calm his confusion at the end of his life, and the nurses played it for him over and over when his dementia would take over, and they had a hard time taking care of him. As I said before, I've had this sign for five years, and it has never fallen off the wall, even with my crazy kids throwing balls and having Nerf gun wars in my house. I knew it was a sign from Grandpa. It was his way of telling me to get my head out of my ass and stop crying over him. He always told us not to cry over him, because he was going home. He'd say, have a party for me. Don't cry for me, because I'm definitely not going to be crying. It's just like him too, physically making me get my ass out of bed, even in the afterlife. 